Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Rebecca Bader. And, uh, yeah, so Carl will not be around for a couple months, so it'll just be us two for a while. But yeah, Carl will is, be uh, present. Very, very poor standard for Carl. <laughs> Carl will be present in the sense of he'll send us things he wants us to say, stuff like that, so yeah. Anyway, today we are... Actually, let's go over the news first. Iron Fist news. Iron Fist. There's not much. There isn't much. We know that the Defenders comic by Brian Michael Bendis will be launching with a free comic book day um, issue in May. And free comic book day is like the first Saturday in May, second Saturday in May. Um, and it's going to be in a issue with Guardians of the Galaxy. So they do it quite often. They have like two issues in one, like the Spider-Man one's going to link in with the new Captain America event thing. Uh, so it'll be in the Guardians of the Galaxy one. The second half will be the Defenders, and then the run straight into the new issue of the Defenders, which will start in June. So issue zero in May, issue one in June for the new comic. I think that's uh, cool. mostly that's the biggest news. Um, are you recording, by the way? Yes. Okay, I was just talking. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, that must sound sloppy to you guys, and it is sloppy, because I didn't even check before we started. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there was also the rating of the last Iron Fist episode in the TV series is going to be 18, which is a 15 over here, I think, if it's an 18 in the UK. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the differences. It's not the last episode that's rated 18. It's one of the episodes that they haven't oh, given. Oh, okay. They haven't given which number episode is 18 yet. What they tend to do is they... It's the British Board of Film Classification this, this information comes from. What they tend to do is they have an overall rating for the series, which for all the Netflix Marvel ones have been 15. Um, then they go through and do it episode by episode. Um, yeah. And so they've give, they, we've got a list of all the ratings for all the episodes, but we don't know which episode's which yet. Um, um, the other information it gives, there's a lot of directors in there, which I've not gone through because I'm not that obsessive, but, um, you know, you can go through and see the directors of each episode. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing the directors. Where is, where is this? Uh, there's a link in the Facebook page, but, um, it's on the okay. BBFC website. Um, and, uh. So it's filthy British. Filthy British. Garbage. Yeah. yeah uh, we obviously have rules about when you have to classify things in advance, so. A lot of this information often gets tended to leak through the BBFC site. They have uh, titled the last episode, which we're not going to mention here because it is a bit of a spoiler. Um, yeah. So it may be that they're going to go through them backwards. So we get episode 13 first. You know, like all the, the actual titles, they might go through it and do 13, 12. I couldn't very quickly find any other titles. So, um, but yeah. So if you can go through and have a look at the directors. Um, How eventually... far the directors? Oh. <laughs> I'll send you a link later. <laughs> okay, yeah. Alright. Um, but I, or I'll put it in the Facebook page where you can go. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Facebook by Facebook, um, director by director. 
it's not got a very beautiful uh, interface, it has to be said. But I can tell you the director of the 18, rep- 18 rated episode is Baron Blackburn. Yeah, I never heard of him. No, me neither. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, only other two episodes that were 18 rated was in Daredevil Season 2, and they were where the Punisher murders people, so no surprises there. Yeah, so it makes for some interesting... Uh, interesting... Yeah, I don't think it'll be... I think it'll just... Yeah, I don't, I don't think Oh, he directed like two episodes of Daredevil. Interesting. Oh, which ones? Um... Nelson vs. Murdoch and World on Fire. So that was the first series. Okay, cool. No, actually, they were both really good ones. Yeah, they were, so... Hooray! Um, yeah. But he's, he doesn't have Iron Fist listed yet, so this is all news that is filtering through right now. Expect all this yeah. news to drop in the next week. That is what I'd say. Once it started coming out, it'll people will do some yeah. searching. So, uh... Today, we are going to be covering Iron Fist 14. That's right. Back yep. to the old series. Thank the dragon. Glad to be back. Now, it's my first time on one of the old ones, so... It is, too, yeah. Here. And there's no Carl here. Well, yeah. I mean, he's here in spirit, as I've mentioned. So, yes, uh, Iron Fist issue 14, White Snow, White Doom. Introducing the savagery of Sabretooth. That's right, Sabretooth's first ever appearance here. And we'll talk more about that when we actually see him appear in the comic. Now the cover is... Uh, Sabretooth slashing at Iron Fists. And the way Sabretooth looks is pretty much his classic appearance. There's nothing you know, no. different about it. Uh, he's saying, you're a snowblind hero, your flaming fist means nothing now. And Iron Fist has stars around his head, which you know implies he's blind. He's getting slashed off a cliff, and he's swinging his fist wildly. And, you know, it's the Iron Fist. And uh, is it, do you reckon it's nighttime or daytime? It looks like it's daytime. Yeah, it's, it's daytime, day-time, and it's yeah. just some really nice scenery in the background. It's a nice cover. Yeah, it's a great cover. It's a great cover. I'm not sure who did the cover art. We'll find out. Unfortunately. Oh, no, they don't say, do they? No, they don't say it. It's probably John Byrne, then. Yeah, it's, it, a lot of the time it's Gil Kane as well. He does... Uh, and Gil Kane... Oh, well, he was doing something that I was reading recently. This kind of always might have been... Anyway, uh, let's see. Cover artists. Uh, Dave Cockrum, Al Milgram, and Danny Crespi. Okay, I don't know any of those people. So, yeah, great cover. Yeah. Uh, Good start. And I'm sh- I'll, I'll read out the recap because it's been so long, even though I'm sure we don't need to. Uh, you were born Daniel Rand. At the age of nine, your life was shattered by the murder of your father. At 19, you emerged from the mystic city of Kunlun, Reborn in the fires of the dragon's heart. Yours are the most finely honed martial arts skills in the world. You were born Daniel Rand. You have since changed. Stanley presents Iron Fist the Living Weapon. Dun dun dun. And we have another great page. Uh, the first page, which is a big, uh, splash page. So we have the title of the story in the background in red, Snowfire. 
there's like a bunch of snow in the background. It's nighttime, and in the foreground we have Danny and Colleen running for it, and Colleen has been shot. And she's going, ow, I'm hit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and there's like a blue circle in the background. I don't know what yeah. deal that moon. is. It looks good, though. I'm saying the moon. Ooh, yeah, it could be the moon. I, I really like it, though. Yeah, it's nice. And I'm going to... Yeah. Oh, no, no, you go. No, I was going to say, it's got that sense of, like, you know, sometimes when it is very snowy and, like, the moon looks very... Yeah. It's got full moon. So. And there's two guys in the very background, like, chasing them on a jet ski and firing guns. Uh, and I'm not going to read out all of the dialogue, but since it's been so long, I'm going to read out, obviously, the opening uh, second-person monologue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Canadian Rockies, west of... Oh, God. Calgary. Calgary, thank you. <laughs> Gunshots, loud... Staccato. Oh. Thank you. Explosions, shattering the silence of the midwinter night. And then a scream. Iron Fist, I'm hit. Yeah, that's Colleen getting hit. Now, she looks like she's wearing some sort of winter clothing. Yeah, she's um, got a fairly light jacket, though, but she does have boots. Unlike that. Yeah. <laughs> Danny just has his slippers and his usual ceremonial outfit. Like, Danny, why do you wear that? It is a ceremonial garb. Okay, whatever. Um. <laughs> then we get to the next page, and we have three panels where Iron Fist and Colleen are tumbling down the hill. They're actually pretty and, good. Uh, I quite like that. <laughs> they they're really very, good. They are. They fit together really nicely. And uh, they tumble down the steep slope like puppets with cut strings, their bodies loose, disjointed, their fall brutally uncontrolled, until finally they come to rest, blood stark and ugly against the moonlit snow. Ooh, that's graphic. And uh, the, the guys on the ski, the jet, uh, the skis are rejoicing. We got them. And then they notice there's like a huge storm in the distance that's coming, which, again, looks really good. And... You know, they're yeah. like, oh, let's let's go report to Sabretooth. I think I know you know, no this eye in the bottom. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's peeking. Yeah, let's go report to Sabretooth. There's no way they'll survive the storm anyway, and then they, you know, they kind of bugger off. And the guy who takes his mask off, for some reason, has a mustache. Yeah. As in, he takes his mask off for, like, no reason. Not that he has a mustache for no reason. It's like a fashion thing, probably. <laughs> Yes, maybe. Anyway, uh, Iron Fist is obviously playing possum, more, or maybe just lying there because it hurts. And, and off, uh, you off know, this, off the jet skis go, and they get yep. back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the the bullet grazed Colleen's skull, so uh, like she passes out, and Danny just ends up carrying her. She's and the wind's she's picking up, the storm's coming. Much. Yeah. The wind's picking up, you know, storm's coming, not good, better get some shelter. So uh, Danny starts hauling Colleen around with his uh, winter gear, mm. trying to find a place. And... Uh, As is traditional, he has a flashback. Yes, but he is not... Hitting that he, head. He's Colleen not concussed at this time, yeah, but there is a concussion. Concussed. Yeah. 
So, and he mentions that someone mentioned a weather shack across the valley. So, Colonel? Oh, no. Oh, Cole. Colleen. Right. Yeah. He calls her Cole on this issue. I forgot. So we have a flashback, which is... And this first panel is great in the flashback. It's very grimy. It's proper noir looking. Yeah. You start across the glacier, and as you fight your way through the wind and snow, your mind drifts back a day to a Manhattan back alley. You'd been heading home after an unusually quiet evening, and your thoughts, as they'd so often been these days, had been of... Misty night. Misty oh. night. He's oh. in love. Uh, y- this is the, this is the price love. you pay for having me like as your co-host for this. <laughs> you yeah, get, you get the proper. I'll make sure to balance out your love with yeah. my hate. See that works. So, but it's funny because Danny's like heading home. You know, it's been a quiet night, and he's singing Misty. For some reason, he's like sprinting down an alley. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and and but he isn't sprinting towards anything. He's just sprinting down an alley. And then he gets ambushed while he's doing that. <laughs> Maybe that's what he always does. Maybe he just runs everywhere. I guess he could be like Daredevil, where he just jumps over rooftops and stuff. Yeah. You know, doesn't Danny think it's, like, really grimy New York? He's like, oh, this place is pretty dirty. So. Yeah. Anyway, he was preoccupied, careless, and he paid for it. And he gets, like, punched in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> and he... Turns around, delivers a sidekick to this mysterious assailant's midsection. Serious assailant proceeds to uppercut him in the chin. And, of course, the assailant is talking smack to him. Confused hero, after all, you're the champion of Kun Lun. There shouldn't be a human living who can equal your martial arts skill. Except for maybe Daredevil. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. <laughs> okay, but this guy doesn't know Possibly about Captain that. America. Let's assume yeah, these guys good... doesn't know that. He yeah, just no, wants no, to I'm give just, Danny a yeah. hug. Yeah, he's, he's got Danny in a bear hug, and there's something weird going, going on. Going on between their chests. <laughs> <laughs> a big white uh, um, explosion, he, let's say nicely, between their chests. kind of looks like the effects of, uh, was it Radeon? Radeon? Yeah. From, like, way earlier. Yeah. Anyway, they're both covered in this, they're both, like, glowing yellow, covered in this red aura. And it looks like he's still, like, draining him. Danny well, he says, says he feels like he's drained away, yeah. Yeah, as if his very soul was being torn out of him. So then Danny just, like, hits him in the chest with, like, uh, two open palms, pushes him back. Oh, this is so dodgy. And then the guy says, excellent, Iron Fist, you're all I hope for, and more. What do you mean? Who are you? Who am I, Daniel Rand? I'm your sugar daddy. Yeah. No, he says, (laughs) your executioner. (laughs) And we can see in the background the little steel serpent logo. Yes. Doesn't mean it's steel serpent. That's a spoiler, Rebecca. No, no, it's not. (laughs) It could be. There's many reasons someone could have the steel serpent logo on their chest. Could be a fan. Yeah, right? Anyway, uh, we go back to the snow. And Danny's thinking back on the thing. He's like, I was so weak I could barely stand. I was his for the taking and he knew it. Again, that's... <laughs> Yet he only laughed and walked away. He knew of Kumun, my true family name, Randkai. And on his chest, a wingless dragon brand. Is he from Kumun then? Someone who faced Shilu the Undying? Tried to gain the power of the Iron Fist and failed? Jeez, he really, like, hit the nail on the head straight away, didn't he? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just pretty much pinpointed like the reason. He's just like, oh, it's a lucky guess, man. Or <laughs> maybe you just, your instincts are really good. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have been like, is this some weird cult or is this some... I'd have been like, is he from another city where they have that logo? Or like, you know... He's a giant snake or something? Yeah, yeah. but he's yeah. just like, oh, maybe... I'm like, oh. Anyway, we'll talk about that more when it comes up eventually. Yeah. Uh, so they get to the weather shack. Uh, Colleen's woken up at this point. I like and that he Danny... can't be bothered to try the door, so he just kicks it in. And he's... And, yeah, and that, that that's like, well... Now there's going to be cold air getting in the shack. Well, he says, I can't waste time fumbling with the lock. What if it's not locked, Daddy? Yeah. Bless him. But and he kicks it in. It's quite a nice little panel, so I won't It is a good panel. Whack. Once they're inside, I'll breathe some hot. Oh, the shack's been ransacked and stripped bare. They even ripped the insulation off the walls. Stay or go, we'll freeze. It's just a matter of time. That was Colleen talking. Um, and then Danny calls her a pessimist. And uh, the shack will shield us from the wind and snow, and we can beat the cold by going into a deep zen trance, reducing our body's energy to output to almost zero. I can't do it, Danny. I've never had that type of training. But I have, and since our mind meld, remember in Iron Fist 6, all my memories, part of my soul, have been part of you, as yours are part of me. Tap those memories, Colleen. It'll be hard, sure, but you can do it. So this... uh yeah, they, they go into like this Zen trance and Danny's linked with her. And this kind of uh, pops up in one of my favorite Power Man and Iron Fist issues as well. Way down the track. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, we love the mind meld. Uh, yeah, I really like the mind meld thing. As I said before, I wish they like did stuff with it more often. But And uh, now we cut to another flashback. Calgary International uh, Airport, half a day ago. Yep, he'd found a message at his home from Colleen saying, come at once, and he, like, left straight away. The mystery of the ambush, the man with the half-dragon brand would have to wait. Hey, Colleen, and he walks through the airport thing, and she goes, hi, hotshot, welcome to the West. Journey to the West. Hmm? Uh, hmm? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just... I like that in the panel everyone's blue and they're like orange. It's kind of cute. Yeah. It's a nice way of like, uh. It's like a modern movie poster. Yeah, yeah, it is. Orange and blue. What is with that combo? Anyway. I can tell you, uh, but it's not very interesting. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're I'm interested. Well, they're opposites on the, on the colour palette, and apparently both those colours together are the best way of showing, um, like, skin and stuff. So, like, because people are gen- generally slightly orangish, um, they, they use, well, turquoise and orange, they're using a lot in films now to make things pop. Yeah. Um, so, like, one of my tattoos, I've got turquoise around it to make it pop out more. And things like that. See? I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So. Yes, not yeah. that interesting, but a little bit. So they're walking, uh, sorry, go on. No, go on. I was, yeah, I was gonna say that Colleen's working as Jaren Hogarth's bodyguard, she needed backup. Yeah. Um, and even though it would have normally been Misty, she's gone off on a Caribbean keeper, which was hinted at last issue. 
Um, yeah, and which we will hear not more. so much into that as I'm gonna go do it, screw yeah. you, daddy. And then she left and did it. So I don't think it was very hinted; it was pretty much stated. <laughs> yeah, because he hurt her. He upset. Her. Oh my god! I want you to leave your friend to die. No. Ooh. And storms off. <laughs> oh yeah. god! I didn't I was do waiting for. With you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I am not on Misty's side in this particular. No, I'm not yeah, sure I am entirely. Spat. But in the first spats, they have they they both give as good as they get a little bit. They're both a bit like crappy to each other. They're still ironing things out. I'm just when I read these, I'm like, yeah, kung fu action, and then I read, oh, romance, with mist, yeah, whatever. Right, it, doesn't, it doesn't take over many panels. Colleen just says Misty rang her before she left, and do you have any idea how much you hurt her? Danny's like, I didn't mean to. And Colleen's like, what do you expect? You pushed her into a corner. You forced her to choose between your friendship and her principles, and she walked out on you. It was the opposite. She forced him. What? <laughs> 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 when was he was just like I'm gonna save Alan. Look, no, Colleen's her best you. friend. Colleen's always oh. gonna yeah. No, but Colleen Women. is her best friend, so she's gonna stand up for him. Like the comic isn't saying Colleen's right. In fact, then Colleen says, "I know how you feel, Danny, but it is not Kunlun. Women aren't objects or goddesses. We're people with minds, feelings, and spirits of our own." Go. And what Colleen. does that have to do with anything? Doesn't matter. It's a great <laughs> comment. It. Yeah, it's a it's a good comment, but it's just extremely out of place because it's not relevant to the conversation at all. It's not like relevant. The, no, it's not relevant to the conversation at all. It's interesting though because it does I, it does highlight some of Danny's issues coming out of Kunlun. Well, it, it, uh, there was a people. whole issue about it earlier with the yeah. plant people and his. Uh, uh, we love the plant people. Half sister was it? Yeah, Miranda. Um, yeah, and then Danny's like, like, you don't like Miranda. I, I do like Miranda. I just, I think it's yet another tragedy for Danny. It's just like, it gets me. I, I, I actually do really like Miranda. I just think it's, it's another. Well, really she comes tragedy. back. Yeah, she does, but it's still not, even that's not exactly a cheerful thing. Yeah, that's true. It's, I mean, she's still every, alive. She's just hasn't popped any, up. Anything related to Danny and family is like a huge trigger of like, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Not terrible bad, oh, but terrible in angst and, and yeah, and and yeah. yeah I I remember reading it at the time, thinking like, oh my god, his family's got a sister. It's amazing, and then this all falls out. No. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I'm not saying what. <laughs> I'm just saying that he finds it out, and then it's just like. But anyway, so then Danny opens up about his feelings. You're right. There's a few panels of romance, and he says he's never felt like this before. Everyone I've truly loved, I've lost, and I don't want to be hurt like that again. See, Rebecca's going, door right I now. am. I'm going, oh, Danny. So, you know. And I'm just like, you know what, Danny? You know how to deal with it? Just go punch Sabretooth in the face. And you know what? You're going to get your reward. You're going to yeah. get exactly what you're asking for. Go on. <laughs> so, it was a half-hour fight to Hogarth's... Oh, who cares? So, they, they fly to Hogarth's, whatever that name is, because I can't pronounce it. Chalet. Chalet. Okay, thank you. And, uh, you know, flying past some nice scenery. Then they get to, like, a weird futuristic-looking building, but... I mean, does that not look weird and futuristic to you? Like, it looks like uh, a yeah, no, it does. it does. It, well, it looks uh, very 60s, 70s architecture, but, yeah, within comics, it's quite... Because um, most comics tend to have, like, sort of 50s, 60 houses. And this is kind of like yeah. the, ugly, the ugly stuff we were building in the 70s. 
yeah, the flight passes mostly in silence and they land. And then they see two guys in, like, ski suits pointing guns at them. Freeze, frail, out of the chopper, kids, nice and slow. And uh, the gunmen were professionals and took no chances as the two of you were expertly bound and headed towards the chalet. Greetings, Miss Wing, Mr. And, we've been expecting you. Sabretooth! You know me? So Colleen recognises Sabretooth. Uh, only by reputation, you're a freebooter, a modern-day pirate. For the right price, you'll rid off anything. Quite true. In fact, I think we'll talk about Sabretooth after the issue. Yeah. Because, that, yeah. Um, and uh, Sabretooth does this classic, weird, leering... Yeah. Face right up to hers as he's holding her neck. Uh, and he's after the lawyer Hogarth, who stuck his nose where it didn't belong and made his employer very angry. Don't you make me angry, little lady. I may scratch your eyes out. He's not joking, guys. <laughs> he would. Sabretooth is a monster, but I'm sure everyone already knew that. So, uh, Yep, take him away, lock him up. Um, the you know the pickup plane will be leaving here at first light, and we'll be leaving then and taking these two with us. And yeah, uh, Sabretooth looks extremely sinister. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, the artwork's generally pretty good. Um, he doesn't. Yeah, I like these few panels. Colleen looks legitimately terrified. Yeah, as does. he's uh, yeah. Oh, and Hogarth was tied up in the background as well. Mm-hmm. But Hogarth's a jerk, so. Um, and yeah, uh, obviously these guys don't know Danny's Iron Fist, so they all think, yeah. Uh, Hogarth knows Danny's Iron Fist, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just have to memory sometimes. But, uh, yeah, but all the, all the goons think Danny's just like this, uh. Pretty boy. Yeah, pretty much. (sighs) Do you want to? Well, so he's, um, he's walking away, he goes, I'm gonna make a move, I'll, I'll never have a better time of it than now, his hands are tied behind his back, he very quickly releases them, punches one in the face, um, and yells to Colleen to let her know, she kicks another one in the face, um, must be, <laughs> she goes, you're way, way ahead of you there, sport, must be that mind meld, empathy, mind meld empathy again, um, and Danny runs off to like, our best chance is to free her God's staff, and he runs into Sabretooth. Go on my way, there. Bob. Yeah. Um, Bob. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's obviously a Canadian thing. <laughs> uh, so like, I'm surprised Buster was expecting to from Miss Wing, not you. And then says, oof, as uh, Danny gives Danny him Danny ducks punch. under him. Yeah. Punches him in the soul boxes. Oh, it would have been, uh, been funny if Danny's gone, but Harry has to make him move, and he starts making him move on Colleen. Yeah. So, uh, what are you doing tonight, Colleen? <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they're thinking at each other. Danny, Danny, get under his clothes. And she, and he's like, now, deck him before he recovers. And uh, Colleen gives him a... Um, no, that's just Danny thinking. I originally thought it was Colleen thinking at him, but... The, oh, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's just Danny yeah. thinking. Yeah, because I thought that's what they were doing too, and then I realised it was just Danny thinking and Colleen standing there. Um, Watching. And uh, you'd been luckier than you deserved. By the time an alert was sounded, you were on your way. So they've taken off. And then we go back to where we were at the beginning of the comet with them being chased. Yeah, the snowcat, the borrowed snowcat they used had an empty tank. So yeah, back to the... Yeah, they're back to uh, the current time. So they're in the weather shack and two goons have found it. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, Sabretooth said to bring them back alive or dead, and that's what we're going to do. You saw what he did to Sid and Jareth coming back empty-handed. You want that to happen to you? Oh, well, different like, goons. Yeah, because Sabretooth did something very nasty female. to the other one. So, <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, yeah. And she never had a chance to answer because Iron Fist just punches her through the wall. I don't know, he just punches her anyway. Yeah, yeah, his little fist coming out. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and Danny and Colleen proceed to put on their clothes. Yeah, uh, Colleen's very happy, and says it feels marvellously warm. Um, maybe she should have put... Yeah, actually... No, I was going to tell her she would put heavier clothes on, but she wasn't expecting to go on, like, a snow trek, so... No, she was expecting to just get to Jaren's place. Unlike well, Danny, who... Like, must have gotten changed at some point. Like, yeah, did he change he, on the jet ski? I don't know, because he started off in winter clothes, and then when yeah, he, he ran away, in winter he was back in, he was in his Iron Fist outfit, so... Yeah, so, like, between the point of the snow ski breaking down... His clothes down, just fell off. And then, yeah, he's... Or he's just like, oh, you know, I really need an outfit change. Yeah. Now, I guess he's protecting his secret identity. Yeah, but who else do they yeah. think Colleen's running with? She was with Daniel Rand, and now she's with Iron Fist. It's not very good protecting of the identity, but anyway. And then Colleen says, yeah. oh, "I never thought I'd, I never remember. I never thought I'd thank you for that mind meld, um, but obviously it's kept him alive." So, and then Danny's like, "Why yeah, are these people yeah. after Jaren?" Just things to ask. I never thought I'd thank you for that mind meld. Oh yeah, because you know you totally wanted to remain like a brainwash lucky of Master Khan, right? You're Ooh. welcome. God. <laughs> yeah, but I think she more meant she's suddenly she's beginning to realise yeah. how useful it was in terms of skills. So stuff. they've they've mummified the two uh, goons. Like, look at them. What do they do to them? <laughs> I don't know. And the thing is, if they had things to wrap them in, why weren't why they, they wearing? Yeah. <laughs> they had to stay warm. But hey, again. So yeah. Colleen now explains that someone's been leeching Van Meacham of money, um, and Jeremy was trying to find out who was responsible. They decide to leave the two goons in the shack, um, because they don't want to kill them. They keep them as warm as they want, and they take the snow caps and head for the chalet. Uh, worried that Jeremy might be dead. Yeah. And it's still it's dark when they get there. Yeah. Because he didn't really like... His fate was like, kind of ambiguous, wasn't it? Like, he didn't really, like, visually die, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, can't really. I can't remember, actually. But we'll get to it, I'm sure. Well, while you cover the next bit, I'm just going to flick back anyway. Alright, it's dark when they reach the chalet through the eastern hills. Um, they've already... the So there's already light there. The sun's minutes below the horizon. The floodlit helipad is bustling with activity. And Colleen's like, what is that thing, Danny? It's not like any helicopter I've ever seen before. Danny's like, looks familiar. Don't remember from where. But let's get inside before we're drafted for the work crew, because obviously they're still dressed as goons. Danny's like, same plan as before, Colleen. You free Hogarth staff, get weapons, take care of Sabretooth's mercenaries. I'll go for the big man himself. And then you get uh, Sabretooth talking to Hogarth, saying, why are you so depressed, Sport? In a few hours, you'll have answered all the questions. You'll know who's been ripping off Ram Meacham, and you'll be happy when I kill you. And Hogarth just says, you're a monster, Sabretooth. Sabretooth going, ain't that the truth, Bob? Yeah. Um, but Sabretooth says, it suddenly notices this 
male goon coming towards him. And like, that dude looks uh, right, but my instincts, my senses read him as wrong, as an enemy. But before Sabretooth can act, there's gunfire from outside. Um, Hogarth's women have broken free. They're attacking my men. And they're led I by Colleen Wing. I forgot Hogarth had like a little harem <laughs> thing little going on. gang of women, weird. yeah. Um, yeah. So you get like this all-female hit squad coming out with their guns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All He's got a hope. bunch of James Bond women. Yeah. And locked him in one room, yeah. Why not? And then he gets back to the guy uh, uh, he's, uh, that was creeping up on him. He yeah. looks properly horrible in this panel, Sabretooth, but really nasty and I'm going to kill you. Um, he look, Yeah, he looks horrible in a... In, in a, a good way. way. Yeah, in a really good yeah. way. It's a very menacing kind of a snarl he's got in his face. Yeah, very um, ugly. Yeah, and he's like, you're not the guy whose uniform that is, and you're a superhero to boot. Bob, that's the biggest mistake you ever made, because Sabretooth never loses. You got a name here, man. I always like to know who it is I'm killing. And then you get the punch to the chin. My name, the name is Iron Fist. And as far as losing goes, Bob, there's a first time for everything. Go, Daddy. Uh, Rebecca, it's actually a palm strike to the chin. Okay. All right. Um. Look, I'm not claiming to be a martial <laughs> arts expert. I'll do the gooey romance okay. bits. You do the palm to the chin. Fighting, and uh, I'll point out that Sabretooth is pretty much acting exactly like he always does. There's like, this is like, you know how a lot of characters in their first appearance act pretty different to what they do now. Yeah, and then they change them a lot. Yeah, Sabretooth is pretty much just the same. Um, it's like not much difference at all. So yeah, I know I just thought I'd point that out. Um. Yeah, and uh, Danny's thinking he's fast as I am, and those claws are razor sharp. He's like a human saber-toothed tiger, the ultimate killing machine. And Sabretooth's in the mood for a good fight. It's been a long time since he's tangled with anyone worth the effort. Danny's just thinking it's an honour I could do without. And, uh, yeah, so they're, they're fighting. Um, Danny's thinking his reactions are too slow, because... Uh, you know, the ambush in New York combined with spending the night in a blizzard is beginning to affect him. Um, so he's not, he's not in peak fighting performance. Pretty much. No. Then we have Hogarth's women. Who <laughs> are doing a bad job. Um, yeah. Uh, and wait, one of them's Colleen? Yeah, she's leading them. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. They're all just wearing their skin tight outfits. Yeah. Outfits. <laughs> but hey, at least they're at least they're fully covered, unlike some of the things they put Misty in these days. Yeah. There's no boob windows or anything like that. Just in mm. goon outfits. Um there's lots of fighting outside, lots of shooting. Still fighting inside, a window explodes um on Iron Fist and Sabretooth. Yeah, so Iron Fist dives to Hogarth to cover him from the blast. And uh, Sabretooth is running away. Uh, well, it looks like he's like just running off. And uh, you know, Danny's thinking, the helicopter's gone. Where's he going? And he's heading for the rear of the building. Nothing out there except miles of empty glacier. You know, Colleen checked it as they drove in. And Danny's <laughs> he's walked out. There he is running across the snow. He's got this big, goofy smile it's on his face. It's a really terrible smile. <laughs> Who knows, maybe this will be an easy fight after all. It's like Christmas. You move out of the shadows, confident of victory, perhaps a little too confident. 
But then you're in the open. It's too late for second thoughts. Sunrise. Light. Blinding. Unbearable. Reflecting off mile after mile of gleaming snow. The glacier instantly transforms into a giant mirror. And you've been suckered right into the middle of it. So, yeah, he's been blinded by, you know, because sun reflects off snow. Super, super bright. And he's been blinded because he looked directly into it. Yeah. Out of the dragon. My eyes, I can't see. And those two panels where he gets blinded are, like, really, really good. Yeah, really good. Like, the sun effects and... And then just yeah. moving to just blank white with just him not being able to see. Yes, no, that's a great, great panel. And Sabretooth's like, yep, that's pretty much why I lured you out here. You're snowblind, and you won't live to recover. And he, like, slashes Iron Fist in the back, and Iron Fist goes, ah, because it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so they start fighting in the snow. And, uh, yeah, so obviously Danny's trying to figure out how the hell he's going to do this, because... Uh, he's blind. Luckily for him, Sabretooth has no combat technique. He just has power and speed. He notes if he had his eyes, this fight would be no contest. Although, you know, he was struggling before, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he throws yeah. a... Yeah, yeah. He throws a swing at Sabretooth. He misses. Fash. <laughs> and then he, starts, then he starts to power up the Iron Fist. Yeah. Sabretooth is having a great time. He is, he's having a laugh. And uh, this is, uh, Iron Fist is noting that powering up the Iron Fist is taking a lot more concentration than usual, and if he connects it, that'll be over, but if he misses, then he feels that the Iron Fist will leave him weak as a baby. So he can't risk it, because it'll just leave him helpless if he uses it, so he can't use the Iron Fist. And Sabretooth dives out of the, the way. Hip. Yeah. He dives out of the way, but he still gets hit. And you can and see memories. where the slashed costume on the back is and the claw mark. Yeah, which, which is, is a nice, nice touch. Yeah. And uh, Memories, born of desperation, as you roll across the hard-packed snow of a long-ago day in Kunlun, class with Lei Kung, the Thunderer. You have five mysticals, you have five physical senses, Daniel. A warrior must learn to use them all, and he's tying a blindfold around a young bull, Danny, um, with like a sort of flashbacky effect. And we have Danny in the foreground in real time. I've taken away your eyes, child. Does that make you helpless? Men around you in the training arena, but where? And there's a guy with a red size sneaking up on him, wearing this hilariously evil-looking yeah. training outfit. Yeah. <laughs> The faint touch of boot sole on practice mat, the swish of cloth, all mark your opponents. And Danny realizes I'm blind, but I have been trained to pick up the slack when I'm losing my eyes. I've been trained to use all of my other senses. So he's got to go Daredevil here. Sabretooth's nearby. Yeah, and obviously, guys, you knew a Daredevil reference is coming. You knew it. it no, I am not going to mention Daredevil. <laughs> not in an episode where it's about him being blind. Yep. So he can hear Sabretooth on the snow, essentially, and then kick Sabretooth in the chest. Kyo! Swock. God, I love these sound effects. They're they great. are great, yeah. Fash, Fash is my favourite one, though, because I just don't understand that no, one. No, Fash is great. 
Fash. And uh, Danny stays in contact with them. He uh, does a hip throw. And and over he goes. Yep. And uh, he's making Sabretooth mad now. and Like, it's easy to hear him and stuff. And Sabretooth leaps towards him. And Danny mirrors and Sabretooth goes, Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) And lands in the snow. Yep, head first. And he's just making sure he's not getting overconfident because Sabretooth is still incredibly dangerous. So Sabretooth just isn't thinking at all at this point. And Danny just, you know, punches him. And he's commenting. He's obviously doing his little monologuing here like the Sabretooth Tiger. He can't comprehend anyone being his equal. And when power isn't enough, he has nothing left to fall back on. And uh, that ends the fight. He punches him. Wrong, Sabretooth. You're cutting no one because this fight's over and you're finished. Sabretooth is sprawled on the ground. And Danny's like, did I do it? Don't hear him anymore. He's out. And at the same time takes his shirt off. I mean, it'd be pretty sticky. Yeah. But torn. I'd probably take it off too. Uh, and then he wonders if he's sneaky up on him. He hears some footsteps. Throws a punch. <laughs> Colleen's like, watch it, hot shot. I'm on your side, remember. Use your eyes. Colleen. I'm sorry, Iron Fist. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Colleen. I wish I could, but I can't. I'm blind. Oh, Daddy, I'm... No, it's only temporary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what about... Is Sabretooth and his men? The men are under guard, and their boss is out cold. Thank the gods for that. I was lucky, you know. If he'd had martial arts skills equal of his speed and power, I could have beaten him. I couldn't have beaten him. I doubt I could have beaten him. Sorry, guys. Even with my eyes. Kind of makes you wonder about things. Life, even. Yeah. Yeah, Danny. It does. <laughs> I mean, He's so yeah, deep, no. Danny. So deep. Nothing wrong with that, pal. Just means you're growing up. It's another very <laughs> odd comment, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's get you inside before you catch pneumonia. Most Next issue. comment of the comic. <laughs> yes. Next issue in 60 days. Enter the X-Men. Yay. Dun, dun, dun. So, uh, awesome, awesome issue. Yeah, I that was a lot of fun. I, I loved it. One of the best issues of this series. The the fight is great, like the whole blind Danny vs. Sabretooth thing, I love it so much the artwork is phenomenal he's, uh, he's generally great with Colleen Gen- you know, like when yeah. they go off on little adventures, because there's yeah, that yeah, nice, no, that no, nice no, easy too. friendship between them yeah and uh, yeah, no, I, I was a big fan of that issue, and yeah. it's it's a it's a great first appearance of Sabretooth, like it's a great uh, throw down, drag it is, out you're, fight. You're, you're not wrong. It is one of the best first appearances I've read of a yeah. of a bad guy, especially. Yeah, it was a real, it was a real good fight. It was, you know, it got very uh, dirty at the end. Um, you know, uh, like I mean, generally these guys do good fights. Uh, the only problem is you get you get some villain like Danny fights some villains like Chaka, who's kind of lame. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, you know, Sabretooth is awesome. He's intimidating, he's imposing, he's evil. Uh, there's other good fights too, obviously. Like, I still really like the Radon fights. Um, and, you know, dishonorable mention to the Crash Test Dummy Iron Man fight. Yeah. Uh, sad Crash Test Dummy. 
I don't think that was John Byrne or like there was someone else doing art as well. But yeah, no, I thought it was fantastic. Great art, great action. Definitely read this if you haven't. Yeah. Definitely read it. Uh, one of the best issues of the original series. I can't stress enough. Danny was badass. It was awesome. Uh, so, uh, what do you think? No, I totally agree. I mean, like, I, it's been a while since I've read the old one. I, I just finished reading um, Power Man and Iron Fist, um, but I hadn't gone back and read these ones for a long time. And it, it is, it's, it's a really solid issue. I mean, the story, yeah. the sto- it's got a bit of everything that, that's in Iron Fist. Um, Sabretooth is great. Um, and, Flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, well, it, it kind of does, and it tells one complete little mini story within the bigger whole, which is kind of the perfect thing for a single issue comic to do. Because I'm, yeah. I haven't been reading them along with you and Carl, so to come in and just say, yeah, you know, this is the situation, yeah. this is the fight, this is the resolution, yeah, we've got this other thing going on with the half dragon thing, and yes, we've got this other stuff off with Misty going off to the Caribbean. Um, but this this is just one single story. So it's like Colin said, it's like if you can pick up this single issue, which is going to be hard because it's the origin of Sabretooth, um, but yeah. it's, it's a nice one to have. Yeah, I don't know about now, but uh, you know, before the Iron Fist Netflix, Iron Fist Netflix show was announced, this was easily the most expensive issue of yeah. uh, any Iron Fist run. Like it was it's hugely expensive. But uh, yeah, and it's and as I said, it's a classic. Like you know. Benuckle drag out fight and you know I guess Sabretooth excels in those so uh, yeah really really good stuff can't recommend it enough I loved it um, I just I really loved that fight that was the highlight of the issue for me it's really good so yep uh, I guess we both loved it yeah <laughs> um, so yeah next issue is the X Men but let's talk about Sabretooth a bit because you know whenever we have a uh, guest character, I would say. Uh, I guess Sabretooth's not a guest character in this case, but he is a character. We we'll talk about him a bit. So, uh, you know, I, I, I Sabretooth's one of my favorite villains. Um, he's just like ridiculously sadistic. Uh, he's a yeah. What what what's your exposure to Sabretooth? I guess. Uh, not massive. I mean, I've never read. I've never been massive read reader of like Wolverine and, and those comics so he's yeah. not um I've seen him recently in some of the Deadpool stuff um yeah where, he's, where he was really cool um there's in the really really recent Deadpool stuff um Deadpool and him have a good few issues together which is a really interesting read about Sabretooth as a baddie um because he kind of has to step in and help Deadpool um, yeah, Deadpool would not like that. <laughs> well, it's it's a really it's a really interesting issue because uh, interesting few issues. Deadpool goes after Sabretooth because he, in his crazy, is thinking Sabretooth killed his parents, and Sabretooth has to kind of say this isn't what happened, but he's trying very hard not to tell Wade what did happen because he doesn't want yeah. to let him off again. So there's actually a really int- it's another one where you get a, a little bit of a different side to Sabretooth, but that's probably most of what I've read about him recently. Um, or, okay. Or, Except for just seeing him pop up and in Iron Fist, so it's funny you mentioned that because uh, Sabretooth was a great. There was a mini series, Deadpool: Agent of Weapon X, and they start the Weapon X program again. And Sabretooth is the leader, and Sabretooth is obviously just a vicious, horrific <laughs> <laughs> child murderer. Um, so obviously, Deadpool ends up having enough and rebels, and Sabretooth kills Vanessa, a copycat. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know they have a real like Deadpool gets a real grudge after that, and it's a grudge which is never really resolved. 
until um, probably now, which is yeah. Well, yeah. because Sabretooth, like he kind of kills him. Yeah. Um. So, and after that, uh, Gail Simone took over writing, and she just never really brought it up. So it's one of those odd loose sense. But he was a great villain, and that obviously is a great Wolverine villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know what he did to Silver Fox. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so uh, it's interesting because uh, at this point, uh, Sabretooth was not meant to be an X Men or Wolverine villain. Like he was an Iron Fist villain, despite the fact because Claremont started co-writing X-Men with Len Wayne the same time he started writing Iron Fist, so he's been doing both at the same time. Um, it was Marvel Premiere 23 and X-Men 94. So he was definitely heavily involved with X-Men stuff, which is pretty obvious because of, like, the Jean Grey references, you know, Misty sharing a room with her, uh, the X-Men crossover next issue, yeah. which is technically, technically the last issue of the series. Uh, but, yeah, no, Sabretooth was not... This was not, like, an X-Men thing. Sabretooth was an Iron Fist villain until, like... I have over the notes here somewhere. Until it was, like, 1986, where he was brought in as a villain for the X-Men, like a minor villain, um, during the Mutant Massacre storyline. So, that, that was, like, uh, nine... Uh, it was... Yeah, it was nine years... After this issue, which Sabretooth finally became an X-Men guy. And it was Chris, Chris Claremont who made him an X-Men villain, because Chris Claremont was still writing uh, X-Men. So I thought that was interesting that he waited so long to bring Sabretooth yeah, into X-Men. Did but he actually does fit very well as an X-Men villain. Because of oh, definitely. Yeah. Canadian connections. Yeah. And it's like, so did he just think... Because Wolverine was around at this point, obviously. Did he just wake up one day and think, oh, Sabretooth would make a pretty good X-Men villain. You're guessing we make a pretty good you, Wolverine villain. You're kind of guessing um, he must have done. Like, yeah, who, who because... Who have we not set them up against? We need someone who's got the same kind of savagery. Ah. Oh. oh, had I no, not noticed Sabretooth, Wolverine, before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, I was actually reading that Clement always, uh... You know, after the X-Men thing, he always wanted uh, Sabretooth to be Wolverine's father. Like, oh, that right. was the idea behind the whole thing, and that was why, you know, Sabretooth came back every birthday for Wolverine and beat the snot out of, it, mm-hmm. out of him because of this, like, you know, you're you're my son, so you're just like this imperfect copy of me. No, but they retconned that and never went with it, which I think is a shame because... It would have been I interesting. I feel like that's... Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, as of right now, Sabretooth is just a big jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he was a big jerk there too, but yeah. So, anyway, yeah, that that's uh, that's your little education Sabretooth there, Thank guys. Uh, I thought, yeah... This is a much better issue than the Iron, Fizz, Iron Man crossover. Yeah, but, that was pretty but, bad. Not in terms of laughs, though. That issue was a barrel of laughs. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, Do you have anything to add? Sorry, I've been talking a lot. No, uh, but no, nothing to add. I think uh, I'm right. looking forward to the next one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next one as well. And the next one is goofy as hell, from what I remember. Yeah, I so, remember there's some fun things in the next one. Yeah, but hey, Iron Fist versus the X-Men, who doesn't want that? Right, exactly, you know? and we're getting back to stuff that we've had before. Oh, and this is, isn't this the one where Danny, oh yeah, no, this is one of my favourite Iron Fist little <laughs> things in this next one, which is very cool. Yeah. Cool, I'm looking it's forward to it. has got some uh, great Wolverine bits as well. Yeah. Where like, cause during the phrase where like Wolverine was just always acting really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, all right, cool. Well, uh, yeah, until next time, may your uh, claws rip your enemies to shreds, bub. Especially if it means they have to take their shirts off. Yes. I add so much to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Danny is masculine. I can see how it distracts you. It's quite... Yeah. It just makes me yeah. laugh. It makes me laugh because we... we um, There's a lot of talk about female objectification in comics. And we don't often realise how some of the this this, this uh, <laughs> I did I mean I guess when I went because I noticed it when I went back and read Luke Cage just before the TV show he is shirtless in almost every issue for like ridiculous yeah. reasons like someone burns his shirt off in one issue <laughs> and it's like and um, again when I was first reading Ironfoot didn't really pay any attention is part of his costume is kind of showing the dragon. So he's often not wearing much of a shirt, and I didn't give it a second thought. But like with more of the stuff about like what women in comics have worn, I've not realised yeah. quite how often the men are, are treated in a similar way. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's not it, it, they're not they're not bad mouthed as often. They're not treated as idiots as often as the women are. But um, some of you know some of the shirtlessness happens in the seventies comics more often than I would have guessed if I was you know thinking about it. It just makes me laugh. I mean, I think there's only one, a couple of times where Danny's actually openly objectified and given sort of female gaze, and and they they're kind of pointed out and laughed at. But in this way, it's because he's more macho. Yeah. He looks like a. He looks Spanish. <laughs> At the end, there's this little like bandy or anything. He's picking up Aguila vibes. Oh yeah. Hmm. I like him as well. I, I always took him talking his shelf. It's just like, it was all bloody and messy. Plus, I always thought it was, oh, like, no. a, it was yeah. like a Bruce Lee thing, because he's got all the cut marks across no, his exactly. chest. No, that, exactly. That's, that's what I mean. It's like you read it, and you don't even think about it, because it, it makes sense. But I don't read it and go, whoa, yeah. Danny. Because yeah. what superhero isn't? I mean, what superhero isn't, like, built and gorgeous? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe Wolverine if you Well, yeah, maybe Wolverine if you're not really into the facial hair and stuff. But most of them are pretty good looking and pretty well built. It's just I I, I don't think about it, and it's us coming back and looking at it from that kind of point of view. Yeah. When I first read it, I would not have made jokes about um, him and the uh, steel serpent like hugging in the alleyway. Um, Look at the way Colleen's looking at Danny in the last panel. I love it. I love Colleen and Danny. Colleen's great. Yeah. I really like Colleen. I I just I really like the sort of platonic friendship that they just slip into so easily yeah it's it's as, as i said before it's great because it's a 70s she's the first female character in a 70s comic and it's not like a romance thing which yeah. is and it never and it rare. never is it's just like we've no. got to help your dad and he just treat it it almost makes sense for danny coming out of kunlun to not really go for the romance thing yeah i always is, thought it was a very I think we've talked character. About yeah i think we have the sort of uh, with the show, yeah. Um, well, I, yeah, it hurts me every time someone says it, but I, I agree it may be inevitable, but I really, really don't want them to do it. And I don't know anyone who does want them to do it, so. Yeah. But we shall see. Yeah. I'd rather he came out having a crush on Joy, to be honest. Yeah. Before he finds out right. she's evil I, and I, hates I, Honestly, I want Misty um, and I Danny in the show. So do I. Bless you. Yeah. Bless you for saying that. Though. 
Uh, well, mostly it's because I want people to shut up. And all the, no, the other reasons, actually, I think it would be interesting. I also She's older. Think, I also think, honestly, is that the Misty and Danny from the comics would not be reflected by how they did it in the show now either. I think it's a diff- they're different characters, essentially, or they're changed enough that it might not be as annoying a relationship to you. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't... Well, I mean, it wouldn't have melodramatic 70s writing, so... It, right, and it wouldn't have her... Uh, <laughs> it, it possibly wouldn't have some of the sort of little strops they have between them. Yeah. You know, but Raphael Scarf! I love Raphael Scarf, don't you? <laughs> Luke Cage hurt me in many ways, even though I enjoyed yeah. it. But, like, uh, yeah, hurt me. It has got me prepared for many changes to Iron Fist, though, so... Well, so Daredevil got me ready for changes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, anything else? No, everything for me. Alright, well, I'll reiterate, let your claws tell your enemies to shreds. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. And any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, send us anything you want really, even if it's not about Iron Fist. Um, And if you don't want it read out on the air, just mention that. Um, You can also reach us at Facebook, The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon with hyphens where the spaces are our youtube connor carl just search iron fist podcast on youtube and you'll find us real quick and then there's our wordpress sons of the dragon the immortal iron fist podcast dot wordpress.com we are also on itunes feel free to rate us there if you rate us less than five stars well just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that and last but not least we are on podcast garden in the literature section And thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. And thanks.